0: Welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. Welcome to my third episode called Optimism Habits Made Easy. I'm your podcast host and expert, Dr. Mary Ann Mercer, and you can call me Dr. Mary. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. To remind you, my goal, the goal of this podcast, is to help you make improvements and changes in your life in practical ways. You know, when you face a problem, solutions don't always come easy. When you can't find those solutions or ways to cope and improve and change your life, I can guide and help you by offering you solution-focused tools and techniques to create the life you desire. In this podcast, you'll learn practical and long-lasting approaches to guide you to live a happier, and fulfilling life. In my last episode, we discussed ways to find what you desire in your life right now, and an initial way to become a little more upbeat and optimistic. Last time, you also heard about the Victoria story. If you haven't learned about the Victoria story, which is my story, please take a quick listen to my January 17th episode two podcast. You'll hear about the Victoria story again in future episodes. However, try to get a baseline now to help you understand this concept a little better by listening to that segment. Reasons why I shared my story is to provide you with an example and a role model by leading you and teaching you through my own story and experiences in working with others. While some people are more naturally optimistic, don't worry. It's a skill that you can learn as well. Do you remember my definition of an optimistic person? An optimistic individual possesses a clear vision of an exciting, meaningful life. They work on goals to help them progress to their exciting vision. They have a confident, can-do attitude. They exert personal control over their lives, and they take high levels of responsibility for their actions and life. And they live a prosperous life in many ways. In these podcasts, you'll learn in detail about thoughts and emotional reactions that keep you from effectively handling life difficulties and problems. You will also learn characteristics of how resilient and optimistic people handle life challenges and problems. This will help you learn strategies and techniques that encourage you to release patterns and anchors that hold you back and weigh you down. We wrote about in detail the research and the factual reasons why you should try to become more optimistic. You can read about all the studies and and the techniques that arose from them in our book called Spontaneous Optimism, Proven Strategies for Health, Prosperity, and Happiness. But we'll talk about the techniques, but I don't want to bore you with all the research study, but they're really kind of interesting if you really need a little more convincing. So I would encourage you to pick up a copy of Spontaneous Optimism. Today you will learn key techniques to feel spontaneously optimistic. And this goes way beyond the concept and the idea of just trying to be happy and chasing happiness like many people do. Optimism is a key secret to living a fulfilling life which brings in happiness into your life in long-lasting ways. So first, if you did nothing except these tips, you should feel noticeably more upbeat. Second, you'll find it vastly easier to make improvements and bounce back in your life as I teach and share with you via this podcast, when you feel optimistic. After all, when you're in a positive state, your mind is more open to helpful ideas and more likely to experiment with new ways to improve your life that you will learn about in these podcasts. So let me share with you optimistic characteristics you can learn and put into action right now. They are easy to practice and take 60 seconds. So here are your 60 second tips to create and feel more optimistic. And yeah, they take 60 seconds. So there's no excuse to try to fit them into your life schedule. These are easy and easy way to start and begin practicing immediately. So we touch upon a little technique number one, but it's worth reviewing. Technique one, an ultimate important key. Here's the key, the ultimate most important bit of information for you to feel optimistic is to remember. Pessimistic, depressed people focus on complaining. Optimist, happy people focus on solving. And it's really that easy. People who have come to us for intensive life coaching usually walk into our offices complaining, moaning and groaning. We started to talk about this a little last time, but let's review and then move ahead to these other tips. People come to me for intensive life coaching sessions, walk into the office complaining, moaning and groaning. Within two minutes, I usually say to them, I know your situation is difficult for you. What's your possible solution? And they look at me kind of puzzled and they say, I don't know. Then I ask them a second time and they respond, I don't know. Finally, I ask them a third time and they slowly and more seriously say to me, Dr. Mary, I don't know. After that, I give them what I call the rule of three, which means they can only say I don't know three times during the time I talk with them in a session. They look at me shocked at first and then they smile or laugh because they say usually no one ever asked them that question before when looking for help in making their lives better. This immediately breaks their helpless IDK, I don't know, pattern. As a result, they dramatically redirect their energy and focus on solving a problem. Rather than complaining and acting hopeless about it and then suddenly the light just turns on I see in them suddenly tough problems and challenges in our life just become more approachable and solvable so you know you can do the same next time you find yourself complaining and saying I don't know stop yourself in your tracks say to yourself what's my possible solution watch for your reactions of IDK doing this puts you on the road to optimism for example You could focus on complaining, or you could focus on solutions. You could focus on drawbacks, or you can focus on those opportunities that can be around the corner. You can be feeling very tense or confident in your ability to figure out what to do. So overall, upsetting attitude, complaining, more upbeat attitude, solving. So instead of complaining, try solving. Instead of focusing on drawbacks, focus on opportunities. Instead of feeling tense and unsure, feel confident that you can find the solution. Instead of focusing on gloom and doom, be more proactive to figure things out or to find some resources to help you figure things out. And instead of letting obstacles stand in your way, rise above the obstacles and find solutions to your problems. Now you will hear about some other optimistic traits and techniques for becoming more optimistic. Technique number two, use upbeat words. Simple as that. Words you use affect your attitude, and words you use affect your emotions. That's the rule. In general, you can use three types of words. You can use positive words, neutral words, or negative words. Why am I talking about words? You're probably wondering. Come on, Dr. Mary, really? Yes, really. (laughs) Words are very powerful. They influence our mood and our outlook. Words are hypnotic. Certain words you use over and over again gives your mind a hypnotic suggestion. Words can influence whether you'll become upbeat and optimistic or down and depressed. So you have to look at what words you're using. And if you're using very negative words, we can try at least to move into that neutral category and eventually the positive category of words. For example, I don't know anyone who feels really thrilled about making a change. After all, change could be stressful and negative. However, people get excited when they talk about making some improvements. So that word improvements takes the edge out of the negativity associated with change. So instead of saying, I'm gonna make a change, I recommend you say, I'm going to make an improvement. And by doing that, you take the upsetting negative edge off the stress of thinking about change by referring to it as an improvement, which you certainly will look forward to. Or you can say, I have a problem. That feels somewhat upsetting to say. Instead, you'll find a relief to say, now I have a chance and an opportunity to do this better. And if you're like most people, you'll feel vastly more enthused about an opportunity than a problem. So here are some more examples to get the wheels turning. You can feel nervous or you can feel concerned. You can feel you're facing a problem. You can feel you're facing an opportunity. You're scared of making a change. Use the word improvement. Takes the edge off of the pressure about change. Here's another good one. You feel so overwhelmed. Instead, think about, I feel challenged, but I'll get through this. You can feel tired or you can say I'm recharging. You can say you're frustrated or you can say I'm just redirecting. These are just some easy ways and good examples to stop complaining and being pessimistic and become more neutral On your road to optimism. So remember words can be positive, neutral, or negative. Let's just try you to get out of that negative into the neutral and eventually into that positive way of thinking. So here's another good way to stop complaining and, and being so pessimistic. In practicing these two techniques we talked about today, you can try my method called happiness and optimism by the numbers. A simple way to become cheerful, hopeful and less of a complainer is to count your way to more positive thoughts. It's easy to become an expert at switching your negative and bad thoughts to more positive and upbeat thoughts and feeling. All you need to do is focus on counting and switching your bad thoughts to more upbeat and uplifting thoughts. Each time you have a negative thought, immediately switch it to a positive. Thought or solution to your woes. I would even suggest taking a little pad of paper and making a check mark to see how many times you have to do it today. So I would even suggest write a telemark on a pad of paper or a note in your cell or notepad device each time you switch like that every day. Try that for a while until it becomes a good habit. Your goal is to see how many times and where you're at and how many times a day you're switching those negative and upsetting attitudes and words into positive ones. Your goal is to decrease the number of times each day that you need to switch. But be patient. It takes a little while to form a habit like that. For example, you may need to switch 50 times a day at first. So if you do, that's okay. Don't judge yourself. If you have to switch 50 times a day, you switch 50 times a day. In time, you'll decrease it to 20, 30, or 10 times a day. If you are obsessively negative you will become obsessively positive using this technique. Paying attention to how often you're complaining is eye-opening and sometimes shocking. These reactions are great to experience because they motivate you to change. Here is another technique for you to use and it's called technique number three. Use straight posture. Depressed and pessimistic people slouch. They roll their shoulders forward and their heads hang down They cast their gaze down in dramatic ways sometimes. And because of that posture, they take shallow breaths. Optimistic people tend to use straight posture. They keep their heads up, shoulders back, chest out, and their back straight. They look straight ahead and don't gaze downward. Because they're in this kind of posture, they breathe freely and easily because their shoulders are back and their chest is more open. Clients who've come to me for intensive coaching sessions walk into my office slouch. Immediately, I tell them to straighten out. In fact, I sometimes use the following phrase. Before you can straighten out your head, you need to straighten out your body. My recommendation is to check your body posture throughout the day. It only takes a second to accomplish. For example, when I walk into the bathroom, I glance in the mirror, do a quick body posture check from the front and the side view. Then I quickly correct myself if I need to, so if I'm looking sideways and see that my stomach is sticking out because I am slouching, I immediately tuck it in and straighten my back and voila, my posture straight and I'm feeling taller Ready? So here's what you need to do. Notice when you slouch, your move takes a dive and you're not breathing easy and deeply. When you notice that, immediately straighten up your posture. This is a great step to boost your mood and your outlook. And it's important because there is a mind body connection. And I've studied biofeedback early in my career and used some of those techniques. Your mind is but is connected. So if your body is in this, this posture of defeat, you will feel defeated. So you can adopt the pessimistic defeated posture or the optimistic and I can do anything kind of posture. It's just an easy thing to do. Remember, these initial techniques will open you up to become more receptive to what you can experience and learn in my podcast. As we gather and meet around my podcast, you'll learn how to break through your difficulties and blocks, plus change your discouraging beliefs. And you got a taste of it today via the tips to become um, instantly happy and optimistic. This will change your attitude and become more open and receptive to change so you can transform your life by growing through any kind of difficult times and periods of unhappiness in your life. I recommend you get a notebook or your notepad and and jot down and record your thoughts and reactions. The act of physically writing down your responses or recording them is very effective. You can listen and think about the heartfelt question I pose in my podcast and the tips that we discussed today, which is great. So even if your mind and unconscious are receptive to one or two of these questions right now, that's great. It'll get the wheels turning and that's what I want to do. When you make a commitment to get a notebook and write down your thoughts and feelings, you will make wonderful improvements in your life and be a role model for others in your life. So over the next week until we meet again, please do the following. Notice your words and notice your attitudes this week. Are your words upsetting or upbeat? Are your attitudes upsetting or upbeat? Give gave you many examples. See what lands for you. Make a note or at least a mental note and see how many times you need to change from complaining or letting setbacks hold you back and focusing on solutions. No judgment, just observe and switch your focus. And please notice your posture this week. Depress and pessimistic people slouch. Optimistic people use straight posture and they look ahead and not at the ground. Looking at the ground, just makes your mood go down. Try it as an experiment and you'll see. Next time, we will discuss more techniques, two more uh, techniques for optimism, and some key traits and ways you become more resilient and hardier to get through difficult times. That will be really interesting. Before we wrap up today, please go to my website, positivelifeanswers.com, and sign up for your free Positive Life Answers newsletter. When you sign up right now, you'll get a free gift, a free guide called Quick Tips to Become More Upbeat and Optimistic. While you're at my website, please feel free to email me your questions and comments using the Contact Us form. I will respond to your questions and comments during my podcast. Thank you for your emails and comments regarding my trailers and previous podcasts. That's what this space is all about. So please don't forget to sign up for my weekly podcast by clicking on the Follow and Download button on your favorite podcast platform. Please enjoy my podcasts and don't keep me a secret. Share with somebody who can benefit from my topics. Let's create a positive domino effect. A note to my listeners, this podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It's published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Mary Mercer, is not engaged in rendering professional services such as counseling or therapy through the content of this podcast. If professional services sought by the listener, such as counseling psychotherapy or medical advice, then it's your responsibility for seeking services of a competent professional. I recommend you contact your local psychological association or your doctor for local referrals. So please stay tuned for more Positively, Dr. Mary.